The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everybody, welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. A little bit of a new platform uh, this this week. We are we are live on StreamYard, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter slash Periscope. So uh, you know we're live here, so anything can happen. Uh, I am Scott Jensen. Join us always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate or view the podcast, that'd be great. Also, uh, it will be available normally, uh, like it is on the audio audio stream on your your iTunes, your Stitcher, or wherever you may happen to listen to podcasts. So uh, we'll be on there normally too. But we're also going to be on video. Uh, if you don't are not watching live, you can uh, then go to uh, YouTube or uh, any of those sites and watch it uh, afterwards tomorrow or whenever you want to during the week too. Right, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, how are you? I've, I'm getting used to this new thing. It should be uh, should be pretty good. As Keith Oberman said at the launching of ESPN two, welcome to the end of my career. Of course, it was kind of true with him in a little way, uh, but he kind of he kind of created that himself, I think, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Oh, let's hopefully not emulate that. I'm doing well. Um, <laughs> Fun day of baseball, watching that Dodgers-Padres game tonight on the StatCast version of that was tremendous. I loved it. Uh, yeah, Give me more of that. I wish we, if, I wish we could have that StatCast broadcast every single Sunday night. Um, not just for the, the needing of an alternative, but also because they're really good. So since we're talking Dodgers-Padres, we can start with that, and then we'll get into the, the fab and all that. How do you feel about the uh, – the the Bauer uh, Tatis stuff back and forth. Are you good with that? Are you uh, do you not like that stuff? How do you where do you fall on that? They seem like that was a pretty good fun, right? Um, it sure I, seem like it. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. Uh, it's just it's the way the game is played, and they're both demonstrative players. Uh, I, I don't have any problem with it. Uh, you know, I, I, I see so many other things where teams take offense for much lesser things. Uh, this was this was fun, and you know we need more of this. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of Bauer stuff that you know off the field that one can quibble with our problem with. But like the fact that he's the fact that he gives it but can also take it, I think is good. Like if you're gonna be out there and doing your celebrations and stomping off the mound and strutting off the mound and you then you then you get mad if somebody else does it, then that's a problem. But the fact that he was he was good with it, the fact that he laughed about it, him and Hosmer laughed about it, the fact that he and Tatis kind of went back and forth a little bit today. Um, I think it's great. I think it's fun. People are talking about baseball right now with the NFL draft coming this week. You rarely get that. So I think that's a really positive yep. thing too. Yep. And you know, it may not there, there, there are some people who don't like it, and, and I fully get that. But if baseball is going to you know, compete with these other sports, the NBA and the NFL, who are insanely popular, especially with the younger generation. Um, you know, stuff like personality and stuff, having guys having fun and bat flipping, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's what people, uh, you know, that are younger than us tend to like. Yeah. And unfortunately, Major League Baseball can't be consistent, though. Uh, you know, Nick no. Cassianos gets two games suspended and get no no reduction just, in that suspension for just the worst suspend. I like nothing. It's just awful. The fact that he didn't even touch anybody and just like kind of flexed and yelled in the guy's face. I'm like, come on, find him, find him a thousand bucks. Let's move on. Like, just utterly stupid. Right, right. And, you know, and you know, and then all, then you see like uh, to, uh, MVP vote getter Ryan Tapera getting three games down to two after admitting he purposely threw behind Brandon Woodward. I mean, that's. The same suspension for something much, much worse in my eyes, but whatever. Uh, MLB just, they, you know, then again, you know, you see some people like, uh, you know, you know, you see the NFL fighting for, you know, for uniform violations and things like that. And you right. realize there's hypocrisy in every sport. There is. It, it, it's still, it's still annoying to see it, but I was happy to see this. You know, it doesn't wipe out some terrible stuff that Bauer has done on Twitter yep. and other things he said. I think that needs to be re remembered. Uh, I feel like I feel thing. like he's matured a little bit in terms of that kind of stuff, at least though. And I think with the baseball side of it, I think he does get it. And I yeah. think he, I mean, some of his YouTube videos Agreed. are just like they're fascinating. Like he, to him breaking down pitching more than I could ever do is like fun for me to watch. I mean, I think I find it so interesting. I find the interesting intricacies of the game interesting. I find it, uh, yeah. I find it fun. You know, I don't agree with him in everything he does in his life, but I find that aspect of it really fascinating. And how many people do you agree with everything they do in their life? That's the thing, too. And, just, you know, just, I, I, just you, Jeff, just you. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that's not even true, also. That's, <laughs> a, that's the sad part, but yeah, you know, accessibility is a good thing. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And he this is consistent with his stance when he had with Tim Anderson, too. If you remember last year, Anderson took him deep. They they sent like videos to each other. It was fun. It was light. It was great. Um uh, and, and more than yeah, anything else, you turn on Sports Center and actually leads off Sports Center or leads off the, the these big national shows. Oh or you gosh. know, it, Twitter is talking about it. Whereas, you know, usually it's here's what Steph Curry's doing, here's what happening in the draft. People are talking about Byron Tatis right now. I think that's great. Yeah. And Dodgers Padres, period. What an sure. amazing series. Yeah. I mean, this felt like a game seven. It was the seventh game, and every single one of these games has had something awesome happen. It's and too it's too bad that we're two we're four three weeks into the season. We've already had what seven of those 19 games go go by. So, but uh they have been yeah, fun. But we need a break. We, we need do. like to pace ourselves and breathe after this. Yeah, it was a great it was a great way to kick off the season. So but let's jump into uh, let's jump into week five. We got a big week five coming up. Fifteen teams play seven games this week, Jeff. So it's going to be a very full schedule, not for offense, but not only for offense, but for you know guys making two starts, that sort of thing. We got a lot of two star pitchers this week. Weirdly, with the with the big schedules, we do have five teams that have only five games this week. We've got the uh, the Nationals, the Blue Jays, the Padres, the Pirates, and the Mets only have five. So as you're if you're setting your lineups this week, make sure you note that those teams. I think all of them are off on Monday and Thursday, so they have a lot of two game weeks. If you're playing the NFBC, you know a two game segment there is uh, you know obviously something that that matters there. Uh, no AL teams going to the NL though, so that's always a good thing. Uh, Toronto's home all week in their National League game, so there's no no DHs that lose uh, at bats this week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and you know that it's been pretty light on that. 
you know, for the most part. We're going to have a heavy uh, run here pretty soon, but you know, it's interesting to see when the AL teams do go over, like which which DHs do lose time. Like Nelson Cruz is going to play a single game in the field, yeah. whereas Franville Rays did play a game in the outfield already. Something worth noticing there. And uh, and, st- and stole a base today. And had a triple. He was <laughs> a was double beautiful. away from the cycle the, at one the, point. The and triple. The triple was awesome. I think that was Saturday. The triple was really sweet. I did not see. Yeah. I did not see that coming anytime this year. No, uh, not at all. That was that was today. I'm pretty sure because it was cold was it? yesterday. Yeah, yeah um, I, I, he did not do that. The Saturdays yeah. and Sundays kind of blend together for me sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice seven-game week. If you're looking to kind of pick up some offense, pick up some uh, some players, the Yankees might get really hot this week. They're uh, starting to hit a little bit, but uh, you know, still, you look at those batting averages of the team, they're still pretty rough. But they have four at Baltimore and three against Detroit this week. That yeah. lines up really well to uh, to score some runs this week. Yeah, and they're heating up overall too. I mean, they, they got a little bit got a little well against Cleveland. Uh, and granted, they didn't hit very well uh, yesterday against uh, Bieber enough to win. Uh, Aaron Hicks got hurt though, yet, uh, and what didn't play today's game. Uh, that that was bad timing after homering two days in a row. Yeah, you felt like maybe he was finally starting to get warm, and I I don't think we have a a full indication if it's anything serious or not. It sounds like it was just it was just a little bit of a tweak, but uh, definitely something to watch as they go into uh, to Baltimore tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, you know, I'm watching to see like is Glaber Torres gonna you know sit every once in a while you know Clint Frazier is getting that treatment already the you know and he's sitting you know one out of every three games it feels like I'm gonna yeah. I might have to uh take an L on him at some point gotta wonder if that's gonna happen to Gary Sanchez at some point his backup's hitting the ball a little bit yeah he yeah Ashioka had a couple of bombs one game there and yep. he's looking pretty strong yeah, and Sanchez is hitting uh, hitting about 200 as usual, and it's, it'll be interesting. He's I think he was hitting eighth today, so that you've started to yeah. see that uh, maybe he'll lose some at bats. I don't think we had, I don't think we had, I think we had a while till that, but uh, it could be something that that does uh, end up end up uh, hurting him there. I uh, kind of like the Cardinals week too. They do get they have four at home against Philly. They do get Aaron Nolan in one of those games, but they have three at Pittsburgh. That's a that's a nice week for uh, maybe them to get hot. And Jeff, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, Dylan Carlson hitting second, hitting over 300. It's all starting to happen. It's happening. It's I happening. It. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. And why, why would they change back? That's the thing is it's, I hope they, not. You know, he was betting eighth to start the year. Yeah. Eighth. And, he, and he had a couple of, he actually started kind of slow, but he had a couple of uh, big home runs. He had a grand slam, a three run home run, a home run, a home run opening day, but he had some stuff that worked out really well, but then kind of went a slump, but hitting second. I mean, that's a, that's a nice spot in that lineup. It feels like their, their top four or five is finally maybe the way that it should be. Yeah, uh, it seems right, and of course they got well against my Reds because they when the Reds come to town, it's at least two two Wednesday you know, weekend there. It's it's part yeah, or your money back. It's one of the promotions for the best fans in do, baseball. Do you want to just jump into my Reds question now before we get to Fab real quick? Is it Castillo based? Of course it is. What uh-huh. uh, what are we doing here? I uh, you see some stuff like everything's like oh you know the movements are the same, all that kind of stuff is good, and the swing strike rates better, and all that kind of stuff. I watch Castillo pitch and he just doesn't look like a guy that I, I and maybe it's just because it's been bad, but I don't feel comfortable when he's out there. I don't feel like he's dominating anyway. And it's, uh, it's been rough and it just, it feels like getting through an inning right now. Scoreless is tough for him. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, as a Reds fan, it's tough. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I, I tend to think you're kind of like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football watching him though, too. So I, you're I, looking at I, through I your so. lens there. I agree but, too. I think that I, I obviously am a little pessimistic. Guy has been frustrating to start because I mean, you, t- you take him in the second round, you're like, "Here we go," and you see all the other guys around him dominating, and it's just, well, yeah, uh, it's been tough. When all the other aces are aces, except for Giolito on Monday and yeah. missing, not getting a start this weekend. But besides that, oh. you know, 
That was, Why would that you was, want to start was, against Texas? Anyhow, that was a tough uh, eight a.m. That was a tough eight a.m. wake up on the Giolito uh, giving up six runs before I got back from walking the dog. You know, I, I funny thing is I got him in one of my two mains, and I had a good week except for my first round pick uh, or my second round pick. That's not true. I, I took Darvish in the first, got Giolito two two, functionally the same basically. But that's uh, that that was frustrating. But other than that, I had a pretty good week. If we uh, hopefully we're in Vegas next year for drafts, I'm actually going to have you come over to my table, make my first two picks for me, and then I'm going to kick you out and leave, and I'm going to take over from that. How's that sound? Mm, seems like unfair, but sure, why not? <laughs> I, uh, I I I struggle with the first two rounds always for some odd reason. I end up uh, Christian Yelich, obviously, and we'll talk about him later. Talk about injuries. Uh, first two picks are uh, first two picks are doing me poorly again this year, Jeff, and it's uh, the rest of the team looks pretty good too, which is frustrating. What about your other main? What are your top two picks there? Uh, other main was Trevor Story, who's fine, who's starting to warm up, hit a grand slam today. And I, I'm yeah. not too worried there. He's healthy. Like my first round picks, just stay healthy. Like I, I know they're going to come around. And then the uh, second round pick was Scherzer, who's been really, really good. So that's, yeah. uh, that one's worked out well. My other one is, uh, is uh, Yelich and Castillo, which is probably the worst first round pick at the moment and the worst second round pick at the moment. So it's, uh, it's been rough. It's hanging in there. So if that can get them going, but, uh, I don't know. The, the Yelich news is, you know, they, they, uh, they talked about Craig Council talking about him plateauing. Um, and he had an MRI on his back and it revealed nothing significant. Well, I guess that makes me feel better, but you know, he's not going to surgery tomorrow, but man, a back that's not getting better. That's uh, that scares me a little bit. Worst second round pick Mondesi or Castillo. Uh, right now, Castillo. Because he's because you've had him active for all this. Bad he's stuff. actually yeah. been negative towards you, but yeah, obviously yeah. getting nothing from your guy is obviously really bad too. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been rough. Uh, Mondesi's kind of no news on him. Like he's, I heard he's like kind of swinging, but not really. It's uh been a slow uh slow healing process yeah uh you know, you know obliques there's three to six weeks right yeah. and this one's more and th you know the way they talked about it it made it sound like it was one of the worst ones it wasn't yeah. it was never once day to day it was like oh he's he's gonna be out for a while for weeks and that's yeah. okay i feel i assume it's six you know if you're if you're making pickups, the, the other one I want to mention before we get into Fab, the sneaky team I like. I kind of like the Rangers offense this week. They have three against uh, the Angels, and they miss both Bundy and Andrew Heaney. And they have four against Boston, who doesn't really scare me a lot. Eduardo Rodriguez pitched well over the weekend, but um, that's kind of a sneaky offense that probably nobody's really going to be uh, moving towards to play seven games. If you're in a, a daily league or a weekly league, I think I think you pick it up. Rangers week might work out well too. Yeah, maybe so. I wish you would have mentioned something to me ahead of time. No, just kidding. Um, but uh, you, you just got to ask. I'm open book. You got to ask the question. I'll give you the answer. That is true. Okay. Um, yeah. I and you did send an outline. I think before Fab closed today. I so, did. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure last week I just sent you a big bold um, 28 font that said Adolis Garcia, but you didn't listen to it, did you? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and every time I see him do something, I'm like. Oh. Now I get the, I get the twenty eight point font every time he does something. That's when I get it. I'm you, you probably I figure you just turn off your phone every time he hits a home run now because I I you know the text is coming within thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, I joked that you were late the other day. That's only because you were watching a Warriors game. But, <laughs> I uh, was. No. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a, it was a fun week of uh, of uh, having Garcia. I actually picked him up on both mains, and uh, he pretty much played the role of Christian Yelich this week. So I guess that uh, that works out. So you know, is he for real? What, what you know? Give me more of your take on Adelis Garcia. You know, I don't know if he's for real, but in Fab, I saw enough of that uh, the 2019 uh, minor league season with the Cardinals. I mean, you look at a guy that 
32 home runs, 14 stolen bases. We're always looking for speed power guys, and they're hard to find in fab. And mm-hmm. the strikeout rate is way high. And it's, it's eventually it's gonna it's gonna cro- cause his batting average to be a problem. But you know, with a guy like that, you want him to get hot early, and that's all you're hoping for. Because he gets hot early, he kind of builds this bridge of being able to have playing time for the next, you know, four to six weeks, whatever it may be. So if he goes in a slump, he kind of builds a little bit of builds a rapport with the team and the manager that he can, they can kind of play him through a slump. Whereas if he starts slow, you know, that slump is gonna be, you know, back to the alternate side or whatever it may be. But um, I got lucky. He started hot. He has five home runs in eleven games. You got to think that uh, that builds in some playing time for a while. But um, just playing into the the split, the speed, power, talent combo, and kind of hoping to get hot at the right time. It just kind of worked this week. I mean, I don't know long term uh, how long this will really work, but you know, I'm going to ride it for now. And he's hitting the middle of the order, which is really nice. And you know that right. uh, that, that order is not great, but the top of the the top of that lineup is is decent. Um, you know, Calhoun's playing pretty well. Nate Lowe kind of started hot and then went in a big slump and kind of waking up a little bit, but. I don't know. You give me someone in the middle of a lineup. You give me someone with some speed power uh, upside, and I was kind of worth the shot. And it wasn't. He wasn't really pricey last week. Whereas this week, you saw if leaks he didn't get picked up. And I think you were mentioning we we're offline one of your main events. I think he went for over a hundred bucks. So that's uh, you know getting someone like that early uh, certainly makes a big difference. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he went uh, for one forty one. The second place bid of one thirty nine. Good job. I mean that that's cool. just that's that's Vlad. It's in the same league. It's Vlad's league, but it wasn't Vlad. Uh, that was the Fab Whisperer there. Uh, I, was... I'm gonna once again. We're gonna refrain comment on the Fab Whisperer nickname. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it was uh, Dave Klum, uh, Klum, uh, who is uh, goes by Diamond King and uh, good player so, too. Yes, he is. Uh, it's a good league. It's a really good league. I hope hope to do well in it someday. <laughs> hey, we got a long we got a long way to go. But uh, yeah. so let's let's jump into Fab. We're talking about uh, Garcia, but uh, one of the big names, and he was taken, I think, in most made events, but available a lot of twelves is a. Uh, Alex Kirilov called up by the Twins. Uh, Miguel Sano went on the DL. They call up Kirilov. Sounds like, uh, you know, if you read the quotes, it sounds like they want him to, you know, just play right field and kind of stick there. And, you know, they were doing the, uh, you know, down for service time kind of thing. Um, Did you have Kirilov available in your leagues? How aggressive were you uh, if you did? Did not have him available in my leagues. Uh, It was real, real bummer that I couldn't bid on him anywhere. I was like, "Eh, hopefully maybe someone dropped him in like a 12 team or how do you feel about him? How how strongly would you have gone? He was available in one of my 12s. I'm curious uh, what you think of this bid, but uh, where would you have gone? Do you think? Uh, I'm trying to learn from Fabapalooza and I would probably keep it around the 150 level. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's more modest than what he was going, you know, players of his ilk were going for. The thing is, he's actually at some point he's actually got to produce, right? Yeah. And you know, he, he wasn't exactly on fire at, at, in spring training. wasn't exactly on fire, uh, you know, you know, you know, so far. I don't think he's had a. Uh, did he have a hit today? I don't think no. he has a hit yet. No. No. Um, he's over fourteen. Yeah, that that's suboptimal. Yeah. Um, he's a legit real prospect. Don't get me wrong. But you know what? It's funny. In 2019, he didn't crush double A. Yeah, it was he? he? Nine, OBS. nine home runs, seven stolen bases in 94 games. Like, that's workable, but not like right. I read, I looked into that and I looked at him and I'm like, you know, I need to make a bid on him. Obviously, he's a prospect. There's a lot of people that, that do like him a lot. So I went in on him, but he went for 265 in my in my online. And I was I was not close to that for an outfielder that uh, you know, I, like you said, needs to produce it at that price in, in a 12 where he's gotta be really good. Yeah, uh, he does. When there the are, there's always, their there's always gonna be, yeah, there's always gonna be good players available in, in a league like that. So it's just if you're gonna spend that amount of money, he's got to be like a difference maker. Yeah, that that's kind of the way I felt too. Yeah, um, I didn't see too many. I was this was a pretty calm week. I mean, 
There is one league where Jordan Romano is available, and he, that, was, that was the big bid in all my leagues so far. And that was Justin Mason, uh, so who was just dying for saves in TGFBI. Uh, but you know, I, I otherwise, I mean, I'm just kind of like, ah, there's some nice guys. I wanted to get Ryan Weathers where I could, and I got shut out. That's okay. Uh, I'll live with it. But that, that was kind of my idea. I wasn't going to go to the mat for anybody this week. I kind of have a feeling that was a lot of people, a lot of, uh, you know, like guys in the 60 to 80 range rather than the over 200, over 100 or 200. But we had, in my main event, we had two guys over 180. We had two drops last week that, uh, that turned out to, we had someone drop Jed Lowry last week. I'm not sure what Why? they were hoping for Jed Lowry to do before that. Cause that was like 99th percentile Jed Lowry, but he was dropped. Um, it was a little bit quieter this week. We did have a three run homer the other night, but he went for 247 uh, with a backup of 137. And then Michael A. Taylor, uh, with the Royals also got dropped, and he's been, you know, producing pretty well. Uh, he went for 182. Uh, backable there was only 43. Um, I was in on Taylor and got uh, got outbid. I just I needed pitching. I last week I needed offense. And I dropped some pitching, so I kind of had to mm-hmm. reverse course on that. And Lowry was tough. I have I have a situation now. It's a good problem to have with Gavin Lux coming back. I have uh, I have Jazz Chisholm and Gavin Lux. I can only play one of them. It looks like uh, uh, kind of coming up. I mean, depth's a good thing to have, and that will you know at some point. Uh, it'll it'll be the point where I'll need both of them, but I have, I have Story, I have Colton Wong, I have Chisholm, and I have uh, Gavin Lux. It's kind of a, a good problem to have at middle infield. Yeah, uh, that that's true. Uh, and what's the latest on Lux? Is he coming back tomorrow? Or yeah, it's supposed to be activated on Monday. They said uh, at the minimum he's been at the alternate site this weekend playing games. So it sounds like uh, sounds like he'll be ready to go on Monday. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and that that's that's really good because. You know, the Dodgers, you could tell with Mount McKinstry uh, tonight, uh, they, they were hurting with uh, bats coming off the bench. Yeah, it's, Jerry, like, you, it's funny. You turn on the Dodgers, Padres was so good, but then you, you watch the last couple of innings and there were three or four guys in the Dodgers lineup. You're like, I didn't expect those to see those guys up here anytime soon. Right. Uh, and, you know, Clayton, they were resulted in Clayton Kershaw pinch hitting in the in extra innings, too. Yeah. Uh, although Padres, that's also Padres, just a roster management issue, too. Yeah. Padres walked as many guys as they could to get to the pitcher was <laughs> without without scoring a run. It was, uh, I don't know, kind of funny, but like I just, it's so, you just yeah. hate to see a pitcher hitting at that point, right? I saw our, our mutual friend Sammy re- retweeting about that. That's the strategy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's got a point. Um, I, I, you know, it's like it's ooh double switch. That's newfangled and fun until you see it seventeen times, and you know, and then you're like, oh, that's not so fun anymore. So you mentioned I uh, mentioned closers uh, with Jordan Romano. Obviously, was not available in a lot of leagues, but the, the going the guy that kind of sniffing the job that was available in some spots, uh, actually in most leagues, was uh, Josh Stamont in Kansas City. Got a got a save this weekend, and then also came in the ninth inning up four. So they kind of used him like a closer this weekend. He didn't pitch today. Uh, they think they're up four again, and, and Wade Davis came in. But um, he's kind of an interesting guy. He's uh, a lot, a, a big K rate, but a lot of walks. It's a concerning. In 2020, he had a 14% walk rate. You look at his minor league situation, and he's like over 15% many years in the minors. Has been a little bit better this year so far. Uh, he's about nine, nine 9.5%, I think. Um, and then, But the K rate's only 22% this year. So maybe he's adjusting a little bit, trying to walk fewer guys. But obviously a big strikeout guy, but a lot of walks. Uh, do you think that uh, Kansas City settles on, settles on him? Do you think they – I mean, they've had six guys get a save already this year, which seems yeah. crazy. Um, do you think they're, they're, they're kind of moving towards him? Do you think they're still fully committee? Uh, how are you on, uh, on statement with your bids? I think I, I I tried to get him in some places. I think that once uh, you know, I think uh, once Holland comes back, he'll be part of the mix. You read the story on it, read the quotes. They're talking about everybody in the bullpen buying in on this. Yeah. And so this is by design. This isn't like a 
oh, well, we just kind of stumbled into this community. I think they kind of want to keep everyone on toes. It might even be a financial vehicle too, for that matter. It might just be like, we don't want anybody to have too many saves. Uh, it's kind of like, but in with Stamon, it's kind of like, if you like Trevor, Rose, Trevor Rosenthal, wait till you get a hold of this one here. I mean, he, this is another guy straight out of the same model, you know, great, you know, hard to hit, but so you just don't swing. Uh, but you know, I, I, I was in on him. I did not go big, but he was, again, wasn't available in either of my mains. I don't think he was. I need to double check on that, but you know, the, you know, there he's available in the 12s and one of my 12s, I've got like three closers in my active lineup already. I'm not going to put him in because he's a part-time guy. Anyhow, right. It's, it's hard. It was hard to justify a pretty big bet on him. He was really, he was taken to both your mains. I was available in both of mine. Yeah. I'm trying I'm double checking to make sure I'm not, you know, while, it, but. while you're doing that, he went for, he went for 81 and 88 in mine. I was in on him, but a little bit under that. I was kind of in the 60 to 70 range, just with the thought that, like you said, with Kansas city, everybody's buying in uh, the walk scared me a little bit. So I kind of, I kind of eased off my bids a little bit in one of those leagues. I don't really need saves and one I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I didn't think there was a spot to spend a hundred bucks on him. And hopefully I don't regret that later. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, in fact, I'm looking, I don't think he was available. Oh no, he was available in TGFBI. Uh, and he only he went really cheaply. Maybe I need to double check, check my priors here, but in <laughs> to scroll lower down, but uh, I, I don't think he was no still not available in the mains nope um interesting since uh, since we're talking closers we actually have a question from our friend dusty wagner talking about the a's closing situation asking about uh deekman or trevino um i do still think it's trevino's job the way it worked out this week deekman got a couple saves he used trevino mm-hmm. once in a, in a high leverage spot and then once they were just trying to ease off his usually he been pitching him a lot i still think um you know when trevino's uh regular fine and healthy and um, you know, hasn't been used a couple days before. And it's, it's not a situation where like the eighth inning stacks up with like the middle of the lineup like they did the, the other night. Uh, I still think it's his. I don't think it'll be pure traditional, um, you know, him in the ninth inning every time. But I think if it works out, I think most times probably a uh, maybe a three quarters Trevino, one quarter Deakman kind of kind of separation. Yeah, I think that's right. And when you have a juggernaut like our A's, uh, you know, you just right. don't have that many save opportunities because they're winning by seven runs every time, too. So uh, uh, that hey, or they win in by quirky flukes and extra innings and like the worst throwing error of all time. But uh, maybe, maybe the worst throwing error of all time, but like you're not exaggerating with that one. That I, the, the throw was so bad from Arise that I couldn't tell if it was more high or more wide. That's how bad it was. Yeah. It wasn't Urias. It was Arise. Arise. But, uh, he, he was so mad that we couldn't get his name right. So yeah, he threw it. Just threw it. It's like, screw that. Now they'll remember me. But, you and I, you and I are fighting over his batting average, not knowing we're talking about different people. That was, that was <laughs> completely fun. different skill sets too. That's I was thing. like, just, I was like, are you sure his batting average is that good? Um, yeah. Ryan Weathers, you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, pitched really well for the Potters against the Dodgers in this series. Uh, five and a five and a third on Thursday night, one mm-hmm. hit, one walk, six strikeouts. He's a prospect. Uh, 29.6% K rate so far. It's only 15 innings, but 0.59 ERA will certainly jump out at you. Um, in 2019, obviously he didn't uh, 2020, there was no minor leagues, but 2019, he was an A ball through 96 innings, 3.84 ERA. The walk rate was really good, which I like under 5%. Uh, 23% K rate. He's on a really good team with uh, Denelson Lamette. Who knows when he's when he's coming back? Um, you know, obviously, uh, Moray Hone is uh, having Tommy John. So there's a job here for Weathers, which is the, yeah. the really key part of this. On a really good team, um, I was pretty aggressive with Weathers. I got outbid. I was in the kind of the 60 to 70 range, range again. He went for, I think, in the 80s in my main events. Uh, how are you feeling about Weathers uh, coming off the really good outing? I'm looking wistfully at one of my two main event leagues where he went for a hundred. I said, I wanted to bid 113, and I talked with my partner and we put that, put that down to 79 and he went for a hundred. So you should have been mine. 
but uh, I, I also think it's a long season, so I'm not a. And there, there is what percentile chance that Lamette comes back? Uh, comes back even in two or three weeks. It's possible still. Yeah. I mean, the Padres have been circumspect, pretty circumspect about this. But you know, judging how quickly Tatis came back, they they you know, got to take him a little bit at face value, and they said they want him coming back shortly after the minimum, right? Can I take the under on innings, whatever number you give me? I'll oh, just yeah, take, of course. I'll just of take course. the blind under. I don't even care what your yeah. number is. But in the other issue, too, though, is Weathers is how many innings is he going to throw? Yeah. Uh, they've got others. I mean, you know, I, I was on the uh, In This League pos- podcast with uh, Bogman and the Welsh, and, you know, they're pretty they're pretty strident thinking that we're not going to see McKenzie Core anytime soon. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it, he's – going to hover at some point he's in that part of that picture too i would think yeah i think so too and uh you know they're deep and they can they it's, it's be interesting to see with them and the dodgers if they are like way way ahead of the rest of the division i know the giants are playing well right now but i'm gonna hold off uh hold off uh, on thinking they're good yet but you know you wonder if they both are so far ahead they're easily in the playoffs how much they get they got to go for the division right because i mean with the athletic expanded playoffs, that wildcard game is a one game, one game play in. And that's, that's something you really want to avoid. So it's interesting if the Padres can hang with the Dodgers enough for striking distance to make, make the Dodgers kind of play all out the whole season or not. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, I, I think you're right about that. Um, and the, the thing about this too, is like, I was having this conversation on Twitter tonight with uh, Nick Pollock that, you know, the, the thing about it is this can't even be an NLCS. It can't, you know, it's like, it should be a World Series. It can't even be an NLCS. It has to be an LDS if they meet up again in the playoffs. Which is the best think, of five. Unless you think someone from the Central East gets extremely hot and, and has a better record than the Dodgers, you're right. It's going to be the NLDS at best. Yeah, and that's that 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 makes me very sad. Yeah, it, it does me too. But uh, speaking of the NL West, uh, Austin Gomber is uh, with the Rockies, and obviously that's scary because his half his starts in Coors Field. But – Got two starts this week at San Francisco, at Arizona. So neither one in Coors Field, which is obviously a, a good thing. Um, he's been good so far. 21.1 innings, 3.3 at a ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge walk rate. Um, that concerns me a little bit, but uh, it's skewed a little bit. He had seven walks in his first start. And obviously this early in the season, something like that is going to skew that number for a while. His right. last two starts have been six innings, uh, eight, six innings each, 13 strikeouts total, four walks total. So he's been better with the walks, two in each start. Uh, two earned runs and three earned runs in those two starts. Uh, in 2020 with St. Louis, he had a had a really good ERA. Um, still too many walks. So that's kind of the kind of the common problem with him. I wasn't super aggressive on Gomber, but I did have bids and I actually got him in both both mains by a couple bucks. It was in the 30s for him. I just I like the two starts. I like what he's done so far. Uh, swing strike rate's not great. I don't think he's gonna be a big K guy. I'm a little scared of it this week, but uh, with the options out there, he was like my third uh, third or fourth guy, and I got outbid in the first couple of guys. So. Uh, Apparently, I'm the Austin Gomber guy now. You are. I, he was on my list. He was in my progression. I didn't get him, but he was all, like he was one of my conditional guys. Uh, and it's two starts. I mean, sometimes you just need that. And you're trying to chase some wins. I don't. You know that that's always the problem with uh, Colorado Rockies pitchers, though. I mean, you want two starts at home because there's a definite home field advantage. I mean, Gene McCaffrey's written about this for years. Uh, that, you know, when you're factoring things in, you want. You know, home home field does matter, but yeah. You know, at the same time, you can't do that with uh, with Colorado pitchers. But yeah, uh, you know, Arizona's surprisingly shown some fight offensively, yep. and they're not that easy to stream against. San Francisco is kind of doing the same thing they did last year. Where the, does Odorado Escobar really have seven home runs? It's wild. 
It's wild. <laughs> I saw that number today. I was like, I knew he'd been hot and had a bunch of like three or four days in a row hit home runs. I, the seven jumped out to me. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, there's like, there's a handful of people with seven and one of them, and that's tied for the lead in baseball. One of which is a starting pitcher tomorrow. Yes, it is. It's uh, We're going to talk about Shohei Otani a little bit later, yeah. but it's been fun. Uh, there's another one that's, uh, I think he's like 40 years old. You might have heard of him that also has seven home runs. He's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I may have heard of him. I, I, I try to become the guy. You're still the guy. Trust me. You're yeah. still the boomstick st- guy. Yeah, I'm still a Nelson Cruz guy, and I will be forever. And it's, yeah. uh, oh man, it's just so fun to watch dude hit. But uh, one other starter here, uh, Davey Garcia is uh, from the Yankees getting called up. Um, he's starting Monday at Baltimore. It's interesting because it's possible he gets a second start, but it's also possible the Yankees are doing the, the six man just one time through to kind of give everybody an extra day. And then they go back and Kluber goes on Sunday because Kluber's pitching Tuesday, but um, Kluber's been terrible. Kluber hasn't gone deep into games. Kluber's hurting the bullpen because he's pitching four mm-hmm. innings every start. Uh, Wednesday is Domingo Herman. He might not pitch well either. And he's kind of, you know, on the fence a little bit too. They sent him down the alt site when they didn't need a fifth. So, there are paths here for Garcia to get two starts this week. There are paths where he may not. You know, if he doesn't pitch well, he's not going to get the second start. But if he does pitch well, there's a chance the second starts uh, home against Detroit, which is a start you want also. Um, in 2020 in the majors, uh, Garcia was was pretty good, 34 innings, 22.6% K rate, but he, he nicely lowered his walk rate to 4.1%. Walks have been an issue for him in the minors. Uh, in mm-hmm. 2019, he had a ton of Ks across AA and AAA, but the, the walk rate was high, 11%. It's kind of one of those high upside shots. Like it may work terribly, you know, at Baltimore sometimes it doesn't work as well as you want it to be, want it to, uh, you know, it's not a great lineup, but they tend to hit well there. Um, what do you expect from Garcia this week? And do you have a feel for whether you think he pitches a, a second time this week? I, I don't have a strong feel, but I was bidding on it because I mean, Hey, who doesn't want a start against Detroit right now? I right. Mean, people are like coming out of retirement to pitch against them right now. It's, it's definitely something you want. Uh, the, the, the tricky part though, is, you know, we don't know about the six man, if that's yep. going to happen. Uh, but I mean, you look at the Yankees so far and you know, a lot, yeah, we, a lot of angst has been spilled about the offense and justifiably it's been bad, but you know, Kluber has been bad for five forty ERA Montgomery is up to four fifty seven after a great first start. Herman obviously got sent down. He was so bad and he was better in his last start six twenty three though. Tyons at five forty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's none, you know, they, they, they purposely said, we're not going to go pay for the big money contract. We're going to try to spread it around. We think we can spend our money more wisely this way. Well, you know, maybe, maybe they can. And, you know, again, it's still April last I checked, you know, we don't want to be making these overarching conclusions, especially when the weather's been so crappy for a lot of their games. So it but affects pitchers too. There's a lot of run here for someone to get hot and kind of take a job. Cause like the, the second, third, fourth, and fifth, like it's a bunch of guys and it's wide open. If someone can get hot and kind of lock in, I mean, if Garcia pitches well, they're not going to be like, oh, we're going to, we, we can't miss a Kluber or Herman start. So um, I don't know. I think the path is there if he pitches well, but uh, it's scary because he, he pitches poorly. You're not getting that second start. He's locking your lineup all week. Uh, right. I, I had some bids on it. The, the problem with, with Garcia in most of my leagues was. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If he wasn't drafted and dropped, he wasn't available this week because he hadn't, he hadn't pitched yet. You know what? So That's he, right. Yeah, he wasn't That's available right. in, he wasn't available in either of my mains. He was available in my TGFBI. He got drafted and dropped there. Um, but he wasn't – I couldn't even bid on him in most of my mains, so it wasn't a big decision for me. But uh, he's an interesting piece. It's going to be interesting to watch him on, on Monday and see what they end up doing because, like you said, the rest of the rotation, um, there's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of spots up for grabs here. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, it's just – yeah. And, and the thing is, too, it's like, you know, you, you're just trying to get these two starts. You're trying to get some, steal some Ks, and so is everybody else, too. And so yeah. you no doubt. you can't even get – you can't really sneak them in for cheap either. No. All right. All right. Some more fab names, but first, uh, real quick, a word from our sponsors. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With the Credit Karma Money Spend Account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So, Jeff, another pitcher here. Uh, Alex Wood has been really good so far uh, for the Giants. Uh, two starts, 12 innings, 0.75 ERA, 11 strikeouts, one walk. Been been really good. He's obviously a health issue guy always. He pitched 12 innings last year, 35 innings in 2018. His last full season was 2018 through 151 innings, a 3.6 ERA. Never had an ERA over four in a full season. So it was one of those guys like when he stays healthy and it's been a while, is usually pretty decent. Kind of kind of like Rich Hill that way, you know, recently that whenever he pitches pretty good, although that's not working out this year, but um, in the past couple of years. Uh, where were you on Wood? I was uh, I was kind of in the middling group with him too, kind of bids in the 30s and 40s. I ended up getting outbid by a couple bucks. Yeah, he was tech, he was typically my second choice. 
you know, I, I prioritized weather weather's first and then uh, wood second and got outbid both times. Uh, you know, one of them, he went over a hundred and like wow. you said, though, like he's good when he's healthy. He's in a good ballpark teams playing pretty well. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that, yeah, I, I definitely think he's worth a bid and, you won't get to face the Marlins every time. That that you know that's some of it there. The Marlins have been very streamable against the Tigers have been too. But you look at his next couple starts. I think they're both they're still pretty good starts. Uh, and that's the thing. That's the thing. It's there's more streaming opportunities this year. Yeah, home start against the Rockies. Give me that. You know you won't use them next week at Coors Field, but you'll use them this week against the Rockies. Yeah, it's one of those things like at home, you're going to use them almost any time, probably not against the Dodgers, maybe not against the Padres, but there's going to be a lot of spots. And eventually they're going to play some, you know, games not in the division. I know we're in April and we get a lot of division games, but mm-hmm. you know, you're going to play the Central, going to play the East, and whenever they come to San Francisco, you're going to use those, uh, you know, against most of those teams. And um, as I looked at bids, uh, I kind of had a little bit of regret. Maybe I wasn't a little more aggressive on Wood. Yeah, I can see it. I, I can definitely see it there. Uh, and, you know, that, that's the thing is you can t- you can take a chance on you know, the next there'll be other ones that come up but you know yeah, the giants you know logan webb might be available in some leagues although after today you know if you if you weren't paying attention to the day then he's not available but uh yeah uh, you know that that's the thing is so but yeah I, you know what do they do when they get um who's uh Quato back that's the problem is who's going to get bounced out of that rotation i would i would think it's going to be webb again because it was webb last time right yeah i guess so Although he pitched really well today and had a, and had a triple into triple a, triples yeah. alley there, but it's not going to be Gossman. It's not going to be Disco. It's not going to be Alex Wood. I don't think it'll be Aaron Sanchez. Although he scares me because he's throwing the ball really slow right now. The, the yeah. loss is way off, but you know, you can't argue with the results so far. And they're not going to they're not going to take him out of the rotation with good results just because the velo's down. But um, I think it'll be Webb now with the thought that uh, maybe it's Sanchez a little bit whether he gets hurt or they right. starts to get hit with that velo. Yeah, that that's actually a good point. Were you in on on Chris Flexen at all? Um, been good so far this year. Two point seven ERA in twenty three innings. Uh, he pitched in the in the KBO last year and pitched well. Mm-hmm. One hundred sixteen innings, uh, an ERA right around three, with a twenty eight percent K rate, a walk rate under seven percent. He was really solid in the KBO last year and come back with a you know, kind of a different uh, different pitch mix and all that. He was bad in AAA in twenty nineteen. So you know you have to kind of you know leap of faith that he fixed something when he was in the KBO. Are uh, you in on him at all this week? Only modestly. You know, yep. Josh Lindblom was also great in the KPO too. And Oof, uh, that's, I I thought he was going to be good this year. It's them's fighting words. I know for you and Zola. Luckily, uh, luckily they took him out of the rotation before I drafted. So I ended up uh, not getting him anywhere that in any of my, you know, money leagues or NFBC leagues or big leagues, but who I would have had some shares and it would have been bad. He's, he's been awful. Yeah. Really awful. Got uh, hammered the other day by the Cubs. Let's talk about some offense. Uh, I noticed that uh, it felt to me like it was way more pitching uh, interesting names this week in Fab than it was with offense. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to mess up this name. Uh, Paven Smith or Pavin Smith? Let me know. I think it's Paven. Paven Smith. Uh, he's playing uh, playing with Christian Walker out. He's eligible in the NFC at first base and outfield and, and playing well. He's hitting 288 over 70 plate appearances, two home runs, 11 runs, seven RBIs. Uh, a really good strikeout guy. He's uh, 17.7% right now, always under 20% in the minors, consistently across the board in all his minor league seasons. Mm-hmm. In He played in double A in 2019. Obviously, we got to jump back because there's no minors in 2020. Uh, 291, 12 home runs, uh, you know, good uh, walk and K rate were, were about the same, which is obviously really like to see. That's impressive. Um, good contact so far. Obviously, it's a small sample, but 57% hard hit rate, almost a 13% barrel rate. The guy's been hitting the ball well. 
in a lineup. He's been leading off in a lineup that's been scoring some runs. Um, were you in on Pavin at all? Yeah, I was. Um, again, it was a it's a question of where he is available. Uh, but yeah, I love that he's leading off. Yeah, uh, that's great. I, I I question what happens when they get Walker back. Obviously, that's a big deal, and and Ketel Marte, Marte as well. Yeah. Um, that I think that's the other one that I think you have to worry about uh, because you know he's a first base and outfielder, and so that kind of just cuts off two paths there. But uh, we'll see. I, I you know I the, the Diamondbacks are kind of one of those weird teams that you look at their lineup like who's that guy? Oh, who's yeah. that guy? <laughs> uh, you know Eduardo Escobar's got seven homers, really? Oh. Now, look, Castro, let's go pick him up. Oh, wait, no, he's on the IL now, too. You know, yep. just, and yet here they are still scoring runs, beating the Braves, yeah. spotting dimes, eating onions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Cole Calhoun's hitting Homer. They got someone named Wyatt Matheson playing a bunch of games. I don't know who I didn't know who that was until he a few looks days like ago. a Wyatt, too. He, he kind of does look like a Wyatt. David Peralta, our boy, a friend of the podcast, is uh, is raking, had seven RBIs the other night. It was beautiful. He doesn't know that he's a friend of the podcast, is the does, thing. Does he have to know that to be a friend? I consider him, I consider him almost like family. Yes. Icon of the podcast. Yeah, he's he's almost Teoscar level of front of the podcast, but not quite. Yeah. Speaking of which, Teoscar needs to come back. It sounds like he's close. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of come, guys like that coming back this week. There um, are. Go ahead. Hey, let's jump in on this question here real quick. Dave sure. is asking about uh Dave is asking about how about Jorge Soler? Will he be back to his 2019 self? Um, here's the thing. You know, you look at the hard hit, the average exit velocity, it's already there. Uh, you know, average exit velocity is 96 percentile. Uh, you know, hard hit percentage is 97th percentile. These are good things. He, the problem is he's doing the same thing he always does. He caves a ton. Yeah. So you're never going to get a good batting average with him. As long as you're willing to deal with that, the weather's going to get nicer. The ball's going to fly out. He's going to get more results from that hard hit. You know, I think he had one 387 that was a double. You know, uh, you know he's, he's had a couple other crunch jobs that came close. He's hit two out that have been no doubters so far. Yeah, I, I, sure, take a chance on him. Yeah, I kind of agree that I think you're going to get what you're going to get. They're hitting the ball really hard. The only thing that concerns me is that swing strike rate's kind of creeping up a little higher than it was in 2019. Like 2019, it was 13%. Now it's almost 16%, which uh, freaks me out a little bit. That the uh, because you look at 2019, he struck out a lot, but it was 26%. Like that's a lot more workable than right now. He's at 32 per 32 and a half percent. I think it dropped that down in the high 20s. I think it just helps him a lot. Makes him I mean, we're going from a you know a guy you're about hitting 220, to a guy that can hit 260 or so. And what he did in 2019, um, you know, the 48 home runs is uh, you know a high a high a high mark there. But I mean, he's hitting the ball, he's hitting the ball a ton, he's hitting the ball hard. This lineup, uh, you know, once if we can get Mondesi back, he's gonna have some guys in front that can score runs. I like his chances to drive in a lot of runs. So yeah, I think it's a time if you're gonna if you're gonna buy low on on Jorge Soler, I do it right now. If he's available in the league, I'd certainly pick him up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple of names in Fab, real quick. Uh, Bobby Dalback was available in some twelves. He got dropped. Strange year for him. He's hitting 240 with no home runs and 63 plate appearances. He has, a, but great contact 44% hard hit, 17% barrel. So when he makes contact, it's great. Uh, the problem is he does strike out a lot. Uh, K rates at 33.3%. Last year it was, it was pretty high too. It was, it was an issue in the minors. Um, last year he played 23 games, hit eight home runs. So he, he kind of came in with the Red Sox when he made his debut with a, a pretty good uh, home run rate there 22% barrel rate, which is obviously crazy high. Um, He's a, he's a power guy. I think that uh, if you're okay dealing with some batting average uh, ups and downs with the strikeout rate, but uh, I got to think the power is going to come. The, the zero home runs is, is a little fluky to me right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Um, the K's are still there though. Uh, the whiff rate is like, he's like one of the worst had to swing and miss. 
Uh, and you Ooh, know, I use them today. Eighteen percent. Oof. Yuck. I, yeah. I use them today in a DFS. Like, oh, left weak left-hander Nick Marjavicious, who was very weak. Dahlbeck never even got to face him, though. I was going to ask you. I don't think Dahlbeck even got that far. Markovitch even got that far to face him. No, the worst part about this was, okay, so the, the, they scored four runs in the first inning. Two of my four Red Sox that I used were Xander Bogarts and Bobby Dahlbeck. K and a ground into double play. Like, And, uh, and, and Bogarts and, struck out with the bases loaded no outs, too. That's yeah, that just was like, fun. That's a dream scenario in a DFS. You're like, oh, my God, I guess with the bases loaded, I dream of this. And then the strikeout is just, that's rough. Yeah, it was. Cry for me. <laughs> I think Austin Barnes hit three times tonight with the bases loaded. I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone do that. Yeah, that's hard to do. The Dodgers were one for nine tonight with the bases loaded. That's hard to do also. Yeah, hard to lose when you're up seven to one for that matter. I don't want to talk about it. That's just losing to Dustin May win was just like a stab and like the end of a terrible fantasy week. That was just, oh, that was the worst. Yeah. I need. I just need to wash all these stats away from this week. I need Zach Plesak to, uh, to wake up to. He's in that Luis Castillo boat also. Uh, last guy I want to ask you about the fab before we get to a bunch of uh, injuries. Uh, John Birdie in Miami uh, was you know, kind of their super utility guy and wasn't playing enough to really be viable, or it was really tough to use him unless mm-hmm. you're in a daily league. But uh, Brian Anderson went on the IL. Uh, Birdie's been playing a lot of third base. And if you look, if you need stolen bases, uh, Birdie over 2019, 2020 total played 112 games between those two seasons, had 26 stolen bases, hit about 265. Um, you know, something you're going to be, it's hard to find on waivers right now. It's hard to find some stolen bases. If Birdie's available, he's, he's eligible at second and outfield. Might get eligible at, uh, at third base too, because you just, uh, you're playing for Anderson. So you get the triple eligibility. Um, you know, a little bit of pop. He had eight home runs in those 112 games. So not a lot, but maybe not a total zero there. I had a 38% hard hit rate in 2019. This is a guy that, uh, if you squint a little bit, I think he, I think he works out fantasy wise in a 15 team or while Anderson's out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's streaming stolen bases. You know, it's just you got to hope he yeah. gets on, uh, and that that's always been the thing with him. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely worth a, a stab if he was available in your leagues. Yeah, uh, I I actually picked him up last week because it was weird. I was in a spot where I needed a middle infielder and an outfielder, and I only had one spot. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna take the guy that does both and hope uh, if I need him, he can fit in the either one. So he played my kind of my, on my bench this week, but uh, I held on to him. There are a couple of names that were available in my league, but I held on to Birdie. I'm gonna see for a couple of weeks if I can uh, if I can sneak uh, you know three or four stolen bases through here. Let me squeak one more name in before we move on. Uh, please do, please do. Chu and I got Tyler O'Neill in both of our mains, and yep. uh, you know that that we actually paid a decent chunk. We we actually drafted him and cut him in one of our two mains, so boot and rally. But uh, I, I think it's uh, well worth it. You know, I, I understand there's copious risk with batting average with him. Yeah, you know, he will strike out a bunch, but again, he's a power speed combo guy. He the the path to playing time is clear. Uh, I, I, we need power, you know, we need speed. And, you know, I, 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 again, I understand, you know, it might not, might not work out, but I thought it was well worth the risk. You know, we talked, you talked last week about how hard it is to find a good outfielder out there. It is it's uh, tough in a 15 at least. And we're like, yeah, got to Got to go after it there. And yes, there's some seriously heavy recency bias by, you know, cause he homered twice today. Yeah. Um, pr- yeah. That priced him up, but, Luckily, we uh, we we priced it pretty well on those. We we got them with you know, fifty nine to fifty seven in one of them. Oh, nice! That's all. It's always fun when you get those. And it's funny you mentioned power, but like that's a he's a legit power guy. I mean, twenty six yeah. home runs in, in AAA in twenty eighteen and only sixty four games. Then he had eleven home runs in forty one AAA games in twenty nineteen. It just it hasn't translated to the majors. He just he's had a lot of swing and miss in the majors. But you know, mm-hmm. two home runs today. The Cardinals need some guys to play corner outfields. You got to figure if, as long as he can stay healthy for a little bit, he's going to start every day. Um, yeah, I like to play him. He's got some speed. He, he stole some bases in the minors, so maybe you get a few stolen bases out of him too. And I think he's a guy that 
kind of like we talked about with Adelise Garcia, if you can kind of time that hot streak well with a power hitter like this, uh, he could work really well. I uh, He was one of those guys that I was looking to bid on. I just couldn't couldn't find a way to, to fit in a, another outfielder. I, I needed some pitching right. this week. But he was someone that uh, I think in a 15-teamer, I, I may regret uh, not, not trying to grab back. Yeah, uh, I was very, uh, very happy with that uh, to get him back at least. And unhappy with myself because I almost got Crichtoned. Uh, again, there where you know one of my got one of my cuts turns out to be a, a pretty popular bid the next week. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Crichton uh, he had a comeback or off his hand on Thursday, but I think they they said he's fine, so hopefully he'll yeah. get the next save off for the Diamondbacks. But uh, that's a good segue into some news and notes. We had a lot of injuries over the weekend, some stuff to cover here. First is a uh, Jin Ryu. Uh, he left Sunday's start. Uh, it was disappointing because he had pitched like three and a third, had five strikeouts. Look, was looking really good. Um, and he had a minor right glute strain. Um, he, he, he There's a clip of him warming up in the bullpen for the game, and he kind of like stopped himself on a pitch, and you could tell something was bugging him, and they made a pitch in, in the fourth inning kind of caught himself too. It seems like they caught it before it developed anything anything much worse. Uh, the manager said he would be fine. Uh, there's talk of him making the next start, uh, but you know you got to decide tomorrow whether to start him. He doesn't throw till next Saturday. I think he's probably a sit for me this week with the hope that I can use him the week after. So Toronto only has five games, so you you can actually wait a day. Uh, All right, that helps. As long as you have someone else. Sixteen yeah. teams playing tomorrow, uh, so you you get almost a 50-50 chance of having yeah. someone that you can slot in if you can buy that extra day. And he would pitch against Atlanta, who has uh, Ronald Acuna, and we're going to talk about later a bunch of guys hitting one fifty. So uh, maybe uh, they're going to get hot at some point, but uh, the Braves are cold right now, to say the least. Yeah, are we going to touch the third rail about uh, whether it was a no hitter or whether a hot dog is a sandwich? Um, we are very much going to touch the third rail, but not quite yet. Okay. Uh, Christian Yelich uh, had an MRI on his back. This one is obviously very concerning to me. He was my first round pick in the main event, and I'm having much regret about that. Uh, the MRI revealed nothing significant, um, although the uh, manager Craig Council said that uh, Yelich had plateaued in like kind of recovering from his back injury. Um, I'll admit to you, Jeff, this one scares the heck out of me. Yelich had back issues in the past. Um, if he gets back on the field, I don't think he's gonna be stealing bases, which is a big problem because you draft part of the reason you draft Christian Yelich mm-hmm. when you do is the stolen base upside. Um, but obviously at this point, I just wanted my lineup, but man, a guy that swings this hard hitting home runs with a back issue that they kind of plateau and they can't figure it out. Like I'm, I'm extremely, my, my level of concern here is very high. I admit it's, it's probably higher because I actually have him in a, in a big league, but, uh, I'm sure. pretty worried about how this is going to impact the rest of his year. Of course. And well, you should be. Uh, seven games at home this week, too. Ugh, oh, I know. Just gross. It is. And that, that, I tell you what, that Brewers that Brewers team is just weird right now. We talked about it, I think, last week with guys out. I think Lorenzo Kane might come back this week, but that lineup is nothing like it looked like a year ago. I tell you what, we, we, we loved that lineup a year ago, and there were so many names in there. And now it's just – I mean, even Avisal Garcia, who I like, was 0 for 16 this week. He did have a stolen base today, but didn't have a hit all week. And – I picked him up because I was like, it's playing time. He's a good hitter, and I'm going to play him again this week. But uh, it just – Ken Keston here just hasn't really started to figure anything out. Every once in a while, he shows a flash in a game and then kind of goes back, and it's uh, it's rough and it's rough in Milwaukee on offense right now. Yeah, as soon as everybody paid attention to how good uh, Garcia is smoking the ball and he got the sprint speed and all that, right. got yeah. profiled by Sarah, Lang, Sarah Langs on MLB, MLB Now, of course he goes into a slump. Uh, it was two years ago when we liked that Milwaukee lineup. They were terrible last year. Uh, too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They were. I think we liked them at the, in the preseason last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did in draft yeah. time. We did. And know. they were they were really bad last year to the point where we're like wondering, you know, what's going on there? What's going on? I mean, we love Miller Park, and usually it's a great mm-hmm. place to hit. It's just been, 
it's been strange there. Uh, Trey Turner, good news here. He left the game on Sunday after getting hit by a pitch. Uh, X-rays were negative. It's just a bruise for him. Sounds like it'll be a day or two on him. Uh, they do play them. They do. They do not play tomorrow. So it's one of those you can have a like 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 Ray. You can have an extra day to wait on. They they play five next week. So you know if he sits that uh, sits that first game, it's not big. Maybe get him out for the first half that we can get him back in. Obviously, you want uh, Turner when he's playing. But uh, more than anything, good that he avoided a serious injury there. Right. Um, Tommy Pham left the Sunday night game with some sort of leg injury. Um, it's probably up now, but I haven't seen it yet. It's a calf. It's a calf. calf. Yeah. It's, it was. I've, it was weird though because it was like he he swung and like he caught him right away. It wasn't like he took a few steps and it caught him. He just kind of felt it right away and he came out of the game right away. Um, has not been a good uh, good start for for Tommy Pham. No, it has not. And you know, uh, you know, he's always got something going on injury wise too. And that's the no, thing. And we you knew that going in when you drafted him. You knew, okay, this, you're going to miss some games. It's going to be frustrating, but there'll be times when he makes up for it because it'll be just red hot. Yeah. Well, that that just ha- hasn't happened yet. That's the thing. Calf injuries, I mean, it affects a guy that you're trying to get some stolen bases out of. I, sure. I'll, I'll be leaning towards benching him this week. Uh, they have five games also this week too. Yep, they're one of the five that does. So it's uh... – and, and you look at his stats. I mean, he's hitting the ball hard. The barrel rate's like 12%. So it's going to come around. The Babbitt's 220. And with his speed and how his heart is in the ball, that's not going to stay. But, you know, a buck 72 is uh, is rough. And now he has this injury. And that you got to figure that if he doesn't go on the aisle, it's going to be a few days with a calf, like you said. We've seen calf injuries really linger. And like you said, with a stolen base guy, it's uh, it's definitely concerning. Um, your boy, Mike Yastrzemski, left Sunday's game with oblique tightness, something we do not like to see. We've had a lot of oblique injuries so far this year. Yeah. It's been rough. Um, they have not said how serious it is. We don't know much there, but obviously that's one that you want to check on um, with the obliques and a hitter. It's, uh, it's definitely concerning. They do play tomorrow, uh, three against Colorado, and then three at the Padres. It uh, could be a tough week for Yaz to get back. To, for us yeah, to get back and they start run. off against your boy, Austin Gomber. So, yeah. uh, you know what? I, you know, that lefty on lefty, easy for them to give them a day. Yeah, right? exactly. And then, you know, with an oblique, it's just you worry, you know, one check swing or one is it can be longer. So they tend to, they tend to be pretty cautious with those. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, uh, you know, maybe take a quick 10 day break. Yeah. And, you know, looking at the schedule too, Gomber, you know, you know, that's obviously puts the fear of God into him. Yeah. Uh, you got Marquez, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove this week. Yeah, you do have uh, you do have Chichi Gonzalez, who is the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. We'll always have Chichi Gonzalez there. Yes. Once upon a time, he was kind of an interesting name when he got called up, and boys have been bad since. As a Ranger, he was interesting, but yes, yeah. as a Ranger, what, what, Not, never, what, never as a Rocky. What a great fate, you know. Oh yeah, I finally got out of Texas. Oh, now you're in Colorado. Great, congratulations. <laughs> Just in time for Texas to move to a big, nice stadium that you can pitch in, right? Yep. Uh, Lance Lynn uh, went on the aisle last week. We talked about him. He's planning to return on Friday at Cleveland. Jeff, you have to make your decision tomorrow. Are you starting Lance Lynn this week with uh, what, what we know at the moment? Yeah, because I, I, you know, he's like my number two starter. Yeah, I think I am. I think uh, I am too. The White Sox have an interesting uh, dilemma on their hands, though. Michael Kopech was awesome today. Dude, awesome. 10 Ks, five innings, you know, either stretching them out. You got Giolito, you know, he's he's coming back after, you know, getting his start pushed back by a couple of days. You can't kick out Rodon. You're if, not going to kick out, out Keuchel. So if Dylan, it, Cease, Dylan Cease gets lit up on uh, Thursday, they kick him out? Is he going to get lit up by Detroit? If he gets uh, lit up by Detroit, you should kick. By, you know, by law, you should be uh, kicked out. That's but. true. That, that matchup does work out really well for him. But um, he hasn't gone that's five innings. a real innings. tough dilemma. Yeah. Dylan Cease hasn't gone five innings yet. No, well, when you're you've got a high walk rate, it's hard to. 
Um, yes. He's got, he's yeah, got three, I, three walks in every single start, and he hasn't gone five innings yet. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, God, this is, they're, they're trying to get Kopech built up. I mean, that's what this year is all about, confidence-wise and length. Well, the confidence seems to be pretty well intact, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so, too. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting. I think I think Cease's start on Thursday might be pretty important for him. Yep. Because you're right. It's Giolito, Rodon, Lynn, and Keiko aren't going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Tiasco Hernandez, we talked about earlier. We're talking about uh, family members. Uh, played in a rehab game on Sunday. Cleared protocols on Friday. Sounds like he's just kind of maybe working off the rust, uh, seeing how the uh, how the COVID, uh, if he can kind of, if he's fully healthy. Um, sounds like he should be back pretty soon if things go well down there. Right. And they're still in Florida now. So uh, yes. that is for their homestand. Yeah. Uh, so they get, and they're off tomorrow. Uh, two games against Washington, three games against Atlanta. And on that same vein, uh, George Springer sounds like he's a good chance to return on Tuesday. They've been very cautious with him, you know, with very. the with the uh, the first injury, the oblique, and then the uh, then the quad. Um, sounds like he's fully ready to go. And it sounds like they're really making sure he's 100 before they put him in there. But uh, I'm uh, if he's, uh, I'm hoping I have someone I can decide on him on Tuesday between. But if he's playing on Tuesday, I'm I'm itching to get him in the lineup. Absolutely, and I, you know, if you you have Springer rostered, you're happy the way they handled him. Yeah, right. So I mean, Especially all this cold yeah. weather, all these cold weather games or turf and, you know, they play in the turf in Tampa Bay. I mean, like, yeah, just take your time. Get ready. Do you think that he'll, uh, he's able to take the leadoff rollover from Kevin Biggio? Cause Kevin Biggio has been playing so well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I detect sarcasm there. Not always, a little bit. But, I really like Kevin Biggio, but yeah, he's hitting under under 200 right now. I don't think, I don't think Springer's gonna have a problem by taking the leadoff roll from anybody there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Biggio might go down to seventh or eighth. Uh, you know, he was batting sixth the other day against the Red Sox. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh, just yeah, it's it's ugly. He's not hitting the ball hard at all. Uh, Jose Altuve is optimistic for a Monday return. Uh, our friend Dusty Wagner, we mentioned earlier, is a big Astros fan. He thinks it's gonna be Tuesday from listening to uh, Dusty Baker talk. So obviously, it's gonna be early this week. They do play seven this week. I think that I'm playing Altuve uh, either way if it's Monday or Tuesday. Yep, I'd agree. Uh, Anthony Rendon will be activated Monday or Tuesday. We have a lot of guys coming back, Jeff. It's a good thing. We had so many injuries in the past, and now we got uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of positive news here. Um, Austin Nola, who hurt himself in spring training, the Padres catcher, could be back on Tuesday. Also, so anybody that's been holding him, it sounds like he'll be uh, he'll be ready to go this week. They only have five this week, but uh, you know, if, anytime you can get a catcher back that's uh, you know above average, you want to get him in there. Uh, Luke Voigt, the Yankees, working in, at the alternate site right now, so it sounds like he's kind of making some progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought the Yankees would need him his bat back in the lineup so so badly though. Yeah, I mean, what a bad week to miss here too. This is the, this is I the know. get well week, and it really is. They really could use them. Uh, but then again, they, they they face Houston and Washington. They could really, really use them those weeks, uh, those for those games, that's for sure. It's just it's wild scrolling the Yankees lineup. I mean, you just don't expect it. And all those guys are hitting 200 or under. I mean, it's wild. Torres is 213. Stanton's 186. Our, uh, Aaron Hicks is 179. Sanchez is 196. Odor, 175. Although he hit a couple home runs. Uh, Clint Frazier. Odor, what's he doing hitting 175? What a yeah, slump. Right. Oh. Clint, Clint Frazier. We thought we thought this is gonna we just play Clint Frazier. Make sure you give him the lineup. He's in a buck forty six, Jeff. It's got to be at some point that guy. I mean, he's played like seventeen or twenty games. I don't know how long the leash is right now. He's. It seems like they're getting frustrated with him, and it's it's been ugly at bats too. You know, when Voight comes back, it could be down goes Frazier. How, that was pretty well done. Um, how do you have one RBI playing on that team in in seventeen games? Mm. One. Mm. It's just. It, but then again, Brett Gardner has one RBI too. So there's that. 
Yeah, yeah, at least they're balanced in their stinkiness. And I mean, their 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 first baseman on the opening day retired. I mean, Jay Bruce is gone. It's it's been a weird year. They're going to come around, but it's been it's been a weird it's been a weird month there. Did you put in for Mike Ford anywhere? You know, I didn't. I thought about it. I just didn't quite need exactly there. But I mean, it's a spot that you know, good good setup this week with seven games, six um, right handers, six righties. It's a good point too. And you know, it's a guy that's got some got some pop, and maybe maybe you fall in some home runs if you needed a corner this week. I think it was a pretty good play. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at myself because I only bid three in AL Tout Wars, and Mike Gianelli got him for four out of a thousand. Uh, so that's shame on me. I, I he Ford might get six starts this week. That's just. That, that that's actually a really good bid by Mike. Yeah, I like that too. I, I did look at him and I just it didn't I didn't work corner wise for me and you know, I needed mm-hmm. something it just it didn't fit in my lineups. But yeah, I think that's uh, in AL only for sure in a deeper league. I mean, that's when it's hard to find at bats that that could work really well this week. Yeah, I, I think I should have been more aggressive. It's just like, eh, this is a week I don't want to go big. Hey, didn't yeah. A uh, little bit of Dodger news. Zach McKinstry went on the 10-day DL or IL with an oblique. Uh, expected to miss more than 10 days. I think he's a, pretty much a drop everywhere. By the time he comes back, everybody else is going to be healthy, which is a problem for his playing time. Corey Knabel, uh out a couple of months. It sounds like maybe the whole season. This is a bummer. I mean, it's funny. You watch the, watch the game tonight. You know, they didn't want to use Kenley on back-to-back, and they ended up going with Jimmy Nelson. And Jimmy Nelson looked terrible. Yeah, and they gave two innings of him, too. I mean, yeah. it wasn't just uh, Kenley. I mean – you know, it was also Trinan wasn't available because he, I think he worked, been, been worked hard lately. Scott Alexander wasn't available. Uh, you know, it was real impact right away. Again, you know, I, I don't want to overstate the value of this one game. I mean, the fact that they're still in first place, it maybe gave the, the Padres some confidence, but it's a long season, you know, but all that. But, you know, that's why they're like, they don't regret not using Ken, Kenley here because they're yeah. thinking long haul with this. Hey, yeah, I mean, it, let's be real. They're going to win the division. They're going to be in the playoffs. Like, it, it's smart to take this way. It's frustrating as a, as a fan. You obviously want them to win this game. These are big games against the Padres, but it's still April twenty fifth. Like, it's it's a big game, but it's kind of and they have ten more days big. before they have uh ten more games before they have a day off. And granted, my Reds are our Reds are coming into town. Yes, uh, and oh, so nice. are you. Uh, are you heading out to the stadium at all? I didn't even think about it. That's the sad part. Such a bad fan I am, but. You know, honestly, it's, 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 it's kind of weird and different these days. I get that. I mean, and, you know, we actually well, have, the Dodgers, have, we have the Dodgers on TV now, which has changed a lot of things, too. That is, that's true. Not only that, but family stuff. I mean, I got something every night. So, yeah. no, I won't be going out. Uh, I, you know, and plus the Reds always suck in Dodger Stadium, too. I mean, <laughs> they on the road, period, this year, apparently. But uh, Fifth, uh, 15 team league. Do you start Sonny Gray this week? One at the Dodgers. What's your alternative? Know, right, like that was that's my question. Like uh, my alternative is not gonna be as good as Sunny Gray. I think I'm gonna use him. Uh, but it was it was funny because I go down and like I'm checking out the guys. Oh, I'm using him this week for sure. I'm like, oh, Sunny Gray. For, I'm like, oh, one at the Dodgers. But I think the Dodgers have just enough injuries and some some secondary guys in there that I'm probably gonna do it. Edwin Rios is going to get hot for that just that one game, I think. But yeah, he's knowing how it, things go. Yeah, two balls in the upper deck for sure. And Rios, when Rios gets going, he gets going. But he's uh, a, he's over like, his last twenty though. I know he's been struggling. Yeah. Uh, Jake Odorizzi left Saturday start early with some right forearm soreness. Ne- nothing you ever want to hear, but it led to the coolest uh, relieving outing of the year. Uh, uh, man, wasn't it Manuel Kent? Ken, Ken Emmanuel. Kent Emmanuel. Kent Emmanuel. Um, Kent Emmanuel went eight and two thirds in relief uh, against the Angels. They had like the Astros had about 170 runs in that game, so it was kind of yeah. easy pitching. But still, major league debut comes in. You're not expecting it. Those eight and two thirds, those 90 pitches, that was pretty darn cool. Did anybody pick him up in your leagues? 
I looked at him and kind of was my, my biggest problem with him was I wasn't totally sure he's going to make this start. They have a uh, Luis right. Garcia also who is a better prospect and, you know, probably a, you know, probably a better idea, but you just wonder if dusty goes to a manager kind of, he earned this start, you know, he coming in doing that yeoman's work and make eight sure. two thirds. Like I think a man's gonna make that first up at long term. I think Garcia is probably the better prospect. Garcia got the loss today to pitch in relief today. Yeah. So that's, that's maybe an indicator too about usage. I like Garcia better, but I, even an AL tout wars, nobody bid on Ken Emanuel. So. Yeah. He feels a little, uh, a little journeyman. What is he? He's like 29, right? Yeah. 29 making his major league debut. I mean, yeah. what a huge effort though. to Awesome. Save the awesome. It was cool. It was really cool. I remember I, look, I looked and I was like, I wonder who pitched that game after Odorizzi. I'm like, Oh, it was only one guy the whole time. It was not what I expected, yeah. but pretty, by the way, Odorizzi cool. is a straight up cut for you, right? Straight up cut. Yep. Uh, two other news and notes before we get some players I want to talk about real quick at the end. Um, Mets land. Uh, Carlos Carrasco had a, was in a scrimmage on Saturday targeting the, targeting the second week of May. So if he was somehow still available in your league, uh, now is definitely the time to pounce. It's probably a little bit too late to pounce. It's probably already been pounced on. And Noah Syndergaard uh, threw an inter-squad game touching 97. Uh, I don't remember if he had his shirt on or off in that start. That's always a big thing with Syndergaard when you want to really uh, test how he's doing. But uh, Jeff, at what point do you pick up Syndergaard if you're in a, a more shallow league where he might be available? Soon, I was gonna say pretty soon, right? Very soon. Yeah, Obviously, I, in a, in a main event, that kind of thing, he was, he, yeah, he was drafted. But you know, like a ten-team league, maybe something like that. If you don't have any IL spots, maybe he, uh, maybe he, you know, you just, it was hard to do. But I, I think the time is now. If he, if he happens to be able in a shower, shallower league, uh, I think the time is now to jump. I'd agree. Uh, before we get to a few players here at the end, I want a, f- a quick note from our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy football season approaches, and you've got to check out the new best ball leagues on Underdog. Best ball is the ultimate test of your live draft skills. There's no in-season management. That's right. Draft your team, and Underdog automatically credits you with the best-performing players every week. You don't need to play the waiver wire or worry about trades. It's just the draft. Who doesn't love drafting? In Underdog best ball, you draft as many times as you want because you don't have to do any roster management, saving you loads of time. Underdog's best ball leagues are drafting right now, starting at just $3. Once the season starts, Underdog also has daily fantasy and an all-new pick'em game. Go download the Underdog app now to get in on some best balls before the season starts. Enter promo code ROTOWIRE with your first deposit. Underdog will honor a money-back guarantee during your first month. Love Underdog or get your money back with promo code ROTOWIRE. Search Underdog in the App Store or enter promo code ROTOWIRE. So, Jeff, we'll talk about uh, Madison Bumgarner now. Uh, through okay. a through a, what I consider a no-hitter, apparently MLB does not, but uh, no-hitter on Sunday. Seven innings, seven strikeouts, no hits, no walks. The only runner was a, a Nick Ahmed error, I believe. Um, do you consider no hit or not, Jeff? Yeah, but I, you know, I don't think it's even that interesting a question. But yes, okay. I do think it's a no hitter. It I, apparently was very interesting on Twitter today. Everybody, was oh really my gosh, about it. everybody's really excited yeah. about that topic. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are leagues where you get credit for no hitters. DraftKings, I think you get credit for no hitter. You get bonus points for that. Um, I but, felt like it was more people hate the seven inning games as kind of a way to jump on that more than anything. Probably a little bit. I. It, it is kind of it, it just illustrates a a, a logical uh, inconsistency with baseball. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah if, you're it, gonna, it, if you're gonna count these games as real games, like you know, you're making them seven innings. He's not allowed to pitch any further. You right. kind of have to do. I get why it wasn't before. You know, it wasn't a full game, but this is a full game, and major league guys are gonna consider them real legitimate games. You kind of have to consider the 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 achievements real and legitimate also. Yeah, I think the more interesting question is, what do you do with him going forward? You know, because he pitched well against the Nats too. Yeah, both uh, stars. Is, that was a he had what twelve innings this week, one earned run, two wins. That was a it was a great two step. Two yeah, two wins, two hits allowed. Uh, yeah. pretty darn good. And you know, guess what? 
He's facing the Marlins in his next start. No, the Rockies. Excuse me, the Rockies, but Road Rockies. Road, road Rockies, yes. yes. Or and Rocky, lefties, Ro- Ro- Rocky Road, as, as Nick Pollock, a pitcher list would call it. Yeah, exactly. But, I blew that one completely. Good job, Jeff. But no, the second start, his start next week is against the Marlins in Miami. So, yeah, I mean, why not? I want I want no part of it still. Yeah, I didn't get him. <laughs> I, I would have if I, 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 I got a bit on my first six other guys. He but. must have been on some on some benches this week in the main event, right? Didn't want to drop him, but didn't want to start him for two. But oh, that would if that you would didn't be start tough. him for this two, though. I mean, yeah, he should have been cut, right? Well, that's your that's your topic tomorrow on the Rotowire uh, show on Sirius XM. I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, it, your it's your, true. Co- your your co host had them on the bench. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. I didn't even see that. Oh, that's yeah. already. I'm, I'm feeling it's a happy day already. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I thought you'd see that tweet this, this afternoon. Yeah, he tweeted. No, it again. I think he, I might have muted list. No, I didn't. Mute list, but <laughs> there you go. He keeps. <laughs> has he keeps been on Twitter lately? Has he been? Has, has there been any discussion about him lately? Probably. Probably keeps you out of trouble to mute him. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's tough. It's still, it's still the ERA is still six point three, but I, he's been he was bad those first few starts. I just the velocity's up a little bit. Is you know you you see some steps there, but man, hard hit rate still forty six percent over forty percent the last three years. Um, I don't know if oh. you want to if you want to start him at home against the Rockies in one start. I don't think it's a bad start, but I'm probably I'm ho- probably hoping to go elsewhere. Yeah, I, I let's face it. I mean, it's a last resort sort of play still. I mean, even after throwing a no hitter, you know, and then and a start where he had one run allowed in five innings, even after all that, his ERA sits at 631. Yeah. And, you know, K rates up a little bit. It was 22% before today. So that's going to go up a little bit with today's seven strikeouts and seven innings. Mm -hmm. And obviously only 22 batters face. So that's going to, that's going to rise nicely, but Speaking of it, it takes me to the next topic. The Braves offense. Um, today they played a double, they played a doubleheader against the Diamondbacks. They faced Zach Gallon and Madison Bumgarner. Uh, they played two games, 14 innings. They had one hit, Jeff. One hit. One. Uh, you take you take Ronald Acuna out. So he's leading off, been great. You look at uh, guys two through six. Freddie Freeman's hitting 204. Marcelo Zuna, 184. Cleanup man extraordinaire Alzi Albies at 164. Travis Darno, 190. Dansby Swanson, 173. That is an absolutely unbelievable stretch of stats there. And like every once in a while, like you're always going to get a couple guys who start slow, but we're on April 25th. They have five guys hitting two through six that are under 205. That is astonishing to me. And those are big names too. And I'm not worried a whit about any of those guys. None of them. I don't Tell me I, why I should be. Well, because I didn't think Ozzy Alvey. I thought Ozzy Alvey was way overdrafted beforehand. So well, I don't have him anywhere, so I'm not worried about him. But well, yeah. yeah. Okay. But no, I, I, you know, but okay, here's the thing. No, yeah, am I worried that he's not worth his draft price? Sure, but you know, I, or, do I think he's not worth his draft price? Yes, I do think he's not worth his draft price. But so is, he, add- like, is he still a fourth or fifth round type of player? Yes, I think he is. I would I wouldn't take him there still, but we've kind of talked about him. So here's my thing. I'm not worried about Freeman or Zuna or uh, Travis Darno. Are you worried all about Dancy's Dansby Swanson? I mean, the, the the 2020 was really good. The 2019 had that like half season breakout and then he got hurt. Are you worried about him at all? Or you're still pretty good on him. I'm looking at him a little bit more. I want to be like Michael Scott. I'm putting on my brave face right now. The, the, uh, the strikeout rate so far scares me a little bit, but it's only 19 yeah. games. I get that, but 31 and a half percent. 
Still hitting the ball hard, 49% hard hit rate. Barrels are down a little bit, but the swinging strike rate is up. Uh, it kind is of where it was a lot. kind of where it's up left last year. It's there over, it's almost 14%. If I had to pick one of these that I'm a little bit worried about, it's it's Swanson just because he's been inconsistent his career and he had that nice stretch of games where he really thought he had broken out. Um, he'd be the one guy here where I, I kind of want to see something soon uh, to make me feel a little better. Yeah, maybe I'm just living in denial a little bit, but I, I I still think the prevailing thought for me is let it warm up, the ball will start flying a little bit more, they'll start heating up. That that's the path I'm taking. I I, I would never in a trade league I would never try to trade him right now. No, I wouldn't either. I would I would the guy to try to trade for right now is probably Marcelo Zuno. I think that's probably right. He's not hit the ball hard though. It's weird. He's always a good hard hit right. He's a, he's at thirty six percent barrel rates under nine percent. He's been not hitting the ball hard, but I just you have a you have what six seven years straight of him being really good and hitting the ball hard. I think that's the guy that uh, if I were in a trade league, I'd probably try and do like a you know eighty cents on the dollar kind of trade for Marcelo Zuna right now, and I think you could probably get him. Yeah, maybe you could. Maybe you could because he's been historically streaky. Um, Shohei Otani, you mentioned earlier, had his seventh home run on Sunday. Uh, apparently he said he's going to, he's pitching Tuesday, I think. And he wants to hit. No, he's pitching Monday. Tomorrow. He, and he said he wants to hit also. So it sounds like he's going to hit and pitch, which is always amount of fun. Like it's wild watching his at bats. I feel like he's the guy that like, it's kind of like when the Chris Davis or the K would get really, really hot and you couldn't get him out. And every fly ball was a home run. It seemed like every fly ball Otani hits, he has so much power. It's like every, every fly ball that is just goes out. He's got a, a 22% barrel rate, which is just freaking nuts. I mean, that's, yeah. that's wild right there. They're letting him hit more regularly, which I think is the key to this whole thing. Our concerns in the preseason were like, you know, if he pitches, he's not going to hit for a day or two, then not hit the day before, day or two before, which they did in the past. Um, he's matching right now, 16 RBIs, 14 runs. It's uh, it's really fun. It's great for baseball, and it's, 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 just, it's a blast to watch. Yeah, and that home run he hit today was pure, too. Yeah, I was mean. smoked. It was not a cheapie at all. Yeah. So next week, he's he's tentatively projected to have two starts. Um, you know, on Monday against the the Rays, and then in both their home starts, the other ones against the Dodgers. Uh, so this week, obviously, I think you still use him as a hitter if you have that. If you like, you're in the NFBC and you have the choice, right? In a two step week, it's <laughs> not as clear. Actually, for me, it's still like crystal clear. You still use him as a hitter, but. I mean, that's a lot of strikeouts, possibly. It is. I'm just kind of looking at his game logs here. He just he, the problem is you just don't know how deep he's going to go in games. He's had issues with with the with the walks and the control, and mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to it, it's hard to count. It was, he's gone four point two and four innings in his two starts and uh, eleven walks in that stretch. I think I'm using it as a hitter no matter what. Yeah, it's funny though. He's got uh, a one oh four ERA and a one six two whip. You would think it'd be the other way around, but that, that is pretty wild. Yeah, fourteen um, Ks. Yeah. That's that's. But he's only made two starts. I mean, that's the thing. I I want to see him in the start on Monday, and if he dominates against the Rangers, I'm going to be at least a little tempted. Yeah, the two start week definitely is the one factor where you can maybe think about it. But he and then you look at that two start week though. That means he's got seven games to hit too. So he's got. Uh, yeah, seven home games. Now, granted, it's Tampa and it's the Dodgers, so that's pretty uh, pretty good pitching. So maybe that factors in a little bit. But I think you're right. I think I think this Monday start, and if he if he can go, you know, over five innings, maybe qualify for a win. That that matters if you're if you're throwing him as a starter. Right. And just while we're getting digging in the minutia of a week ahead of in advance, uh, if they if they do the holder the starters hold, he'll face four lefties that week: uh, Yarbrough, oh. Fleming, Hill, and Urias. So uh, I don't know. Um, that, could be, that could be a fun five, discussion. Five, and Kershaw too. 
Sorry, a fun, I missed that. A, a fun discussion for next week, possibly then. Yes. Um, we talked about the A's and all their wins, and I was hoping we get one today so I could tell you that we'd spent three podcasts since they lost, last lost a game. But um, among all the good good cheer there, uh, Matt Chapman's been really, really scuffling. Uh, he did 158, three home runs, 11 RBIs. It's funny, you look at his profile, and like everything we liked was how much better he got from 2017, 2018, and 2018, 2019. The strikeout rate was slowly going down. Last year he had some strikeout problems, but you know he was hurt a lot, and he was it was a short season. We kind of throw those out, but I don't know the strikeouts are back. The swinging strike rate's at twelve percent. Uh, the the strikeout rate is thirty three percent so far after thirty five percent last year. Still in the ball hard, it's like a twelve and a half percent barrel rate, forty two percent hard hit rate. And he said that he had a, he had an interview today, and he said that you know somebody that just starts slow, and I'm trying to do all the small things to help the team win and all that kind of stuff, but. I know I'm a little bit worried that all these gains we saw from 2017 to 2019 have kind of all gone away, and there it's a lot of bad stuff in there right now. I still think he's going to be fine hitting the ball hard, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a touch concerned about his offensive profile right now. As you should be. I mean, he's coming back from a hip injury, and yep. I got to imagine his mechanics got to be not perfect. You know, I, they, I, they look a touch off when you watch him. It looks like there's just there's something a little bit uncomfortable and he's just, he, he's kind of starting to still figure it out. Maybe just some rust he needs to knock off. Yeah. Uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, a Monday game against the Diamondbacks, he had three hits and I think a Homer and like a, like a double in that one. He looked, he looked on, he looked locked in on that game. I'm like, yep. okay, he's turning it around. He hasn't had a multi-hit game since. Yeah. It's been, it's been, he's been, he's, he's a lot of guys on base too. Cause they've scored a lot of runs, just leaving a lot of guys out there. It's been, uh, I'm sure frustrating for him to kind of not, uh, right. not knock those guys in. Another guy who's really struggling. I want to ask you about is Dylan Moore in Seattle. Uh, a brutal start. He's hitting a buck 17. That's, I mean, we talk about bad and there's, there's bad and there's, there's Dylan Moore and there's all the way to the bottom. There's Danny Jansen, who is the literally the worst hitter in baseball. Uh, Danny Jansen's, uh, his uh, slash line is worse than the pitcher slash line in the National League, which is officially – that's really bad. Uh, yeah. But Moore's at 117, 71 plate appearances, only one home run. Does have four stolen bases, so he's giving you a little bit of value there. Yeah. Um, the things we liked about him, though, the K the K rate uh, really dropped in 2020 and his breakout season in, in the short season. It's gone back up. It's up to like 33.8%. Um, swing striker is actually down, so maybe there's a little bit of room to grow there. Hard hit rate's down too, though. I mean, we like that last year's in the 40s. Now he's down in the 38%. Yeah. Um, the Babs killing him. But my question with him for you is how long does Seattle wait on this? Like, yeah, I know that as fantasy owners, you know, he's got four stolen bases, the Babs slow. We think it's going to come back a little bit. But how long does Seattle let him hit uh, this this poorly and keep him in the lineup? You know, Kelnick was dealing with a non COVID illness. That might be their latest cover for not calling him up, but uh, can't be too much longer. They, they go to Houston for four games. You think Friday night, home against the Angels, you see Jared Kelnick's state major league debut? Wow, you think it's this quick, huh? Because like the last quote was like not imminent, and it just didn't seem like they were on the verge of doing it. But maybe which is so stupid though. But why? Oh, of course, this I don't know. I mean, I just they said I'm he, needs, be... he needs more work hitting lefties at the alternate site. Yeah, so so do I. But I mean, <laughs> he, you know, I don't know. Just come on. I mean, just do it. I mean, right, speaking of, speaking of you hitting lefties, are you guys back playing softball yet? No, I don't think we're going to be back for a while, which is scary because we're old. Yeah, you know? no, we, aren't, we aren't either. I'm worried about that first game. If I if I do uh, decide to unretire, I'm worried about how many muscles I'm going to pull the first time I'm running to first base because it's going to be multiple. I know for at least one guy on our team is retired. Oh, um, really? And you know, we're a bunch of – I'm almost 50, but there's some plenty of 50-somethings on my team. Yeah. And 
you know, we were kind of at that precipice. Anyhow, we might lose a guy, but now it's going to be like almost two full years before we play. Wow. LA is always like they're they're going to go kicking and screaming. There'll be that'll be like the last thing that opens up, I think, because it's yeah. not essential. Uh, for sure. Um, on a happier note, uh, your Reds, Jesse Winker, is crushing right now. Yes, Hitting 381, four home runs through 69 plate appearances. Uh, his hard contact was huge. Last year is really good. He's actually increasing at 54%, 17% barrel rate guy right now. Uh, the K rate's down, which I like to see, because last year he kind of bumped up. It was up to 25%. He's always under 20% before last year. Mm-hmm. Now he's back down to 20%. He's never going to be a stolen base guy, but – Leading off for your Reds, you know, as it gets warm, warming up in Cincinnati this summer, it's a really good place to hit. Um, he had 16 home runs, 113 games in 2019. I think we're going to see uh, we're gonna see a number that flies past that this year. Yeah, uh, I love they're just playing them every day, lefty, righty. Yeah. Just they're leaving them alone. Just stay healthy. It's it's working. Why mess with it? He, he's the one guy that's hitting on the road too. Uh, Cassianos had two hits today, also. But Winker every day he's doing something. So before we get out of here, we do have a, a question in the chat here. Um, someone asked if they should drop catcher Will Smith. They already already have Wilson Contreras. Uh, I guess my answer would be uh, if you're in a one or two catcher league is the, the key here. If you're in a two catcher league, there's no way I drop Will Smith. He's going to come around. I know Austin Burns is playing a little bit, but we kind of knew that was going to happen. But if you're in a two catcher league, no way. If you're in a one catcher league uh, and have a limited bench, I have no problem dropping a catcher when you already have Contreras, though. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't carry two if you don't have to. Uh, I mean, Trey Contreras. Well, yeah, if you, could, uh, if you could trade someone, sure. But in a one-catcher league, trading catcher can tend to be kind of tough. Yeah, I know. Um, that's why I don't play in one-catcher leagues. Actually, that's just true. Yahoo friends and family. I wouldn't draft uh, two catchers in a one-catcher league. Let's put it that way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he even stole a base today. I, 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 Austin Barnes's presence is annoying. I get yeah. it. But I think I think Will Smith is going to hit. And, uh, yeah, I in a two catcher league, there's no way I drop him. In a one catcher league, that's a tough call. You're like, you're right. I think you I don't drop him even then. Yeah, I, 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 I just yeah, you, yeah, definitely. Ray tried. He says he'll he'll see if anyone wants to trade first. Yeah, absolutely do that. Trade Contreras if that's what it takes. This is this is a guy that's way too valuable. He's too good to be out, out there on the waiver. You don't want. I, I, I'd be I would hate it if my rival in the, yeah, this league, true, whoever too. you think is going to win, got fr- a free good catcher because you dropped him. That's that, that's the nightmare. Uh, one more question from Dusty. Worried about Senzel yet? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm um, not. You're I, not? Feel, I feel pretty good about Senzel. Hard hit rate is up. Um, the Babip's down. I think that's going to come back up. He's he's too fast. I think it's going to be uh, – it's going to come around. If I were in a trade league, uh, Senzel's a guy that I'd be I'd be still trading for. I, I still like what I see. Yeah, he's, he's striking out a, good, a nice amount. 15.5% is a really good number there. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm not worried about Senzel yet. I think that uh, I'd like to buy him low if I were to trade me. Okay. Well, I hope you're right. Um, and then, you know, the thing is, I worry a little bit about the playing time. Naquin's still there, and they're going to yep. get Akiyama back in, the, in, like, probably at the conclusion of this road trip. Uh, they were showing he was getting some reps at the alternate training site the other day. So he's progressing pretty well. That's just one more mouth to feed. We'll see. Um yeah, I think the Jonathan India experiment is starting to take a southward turn too. So unfortunately, yeah. so you know, Senzel played some second base today. Oh, that'd That's be nice. Dude. Yeah, he he, stri- he can strike out there too. <laughs> anybody else? Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? We've gone a little bit long here. Our first time on the on the live stream here. Anybody else that you want to talk about uh, before we jump? No, I'm good. Cool. 
Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Sunday night slash Monday morning version. We always appreciate that. Again, if you please rate or view the podcast, uh, if you enjoy listening to us, enjoy watching us, um, you can leave a bunch of stars, a nice comment that is goes go, go a long way to help people find the podcast, which is always a very good thing for everybody involved here. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, Jeff, anything to promote or talk about for the week coming up? No, just that we're. I hope you guys enjoyed the Streamyard, uh, the experience here. We're, you know, we're getting used to the software, the platform, but uh, I think we're going to be. Uh, you know, we like this that it's going to get out the video a lot quicker. Uh, so, you, uh, do you know who's coming on as your guest on Thursday yet this week? I do. Uh, I'm actually uh, talking with SP Streamer. Uh, oh, so, nice. That'll be good. Yeah, I'm going to be Michael Simeone, and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and I hope I pronounced his name properly. I'll, I'll know it for sure by Thursday. But uh, looking forward to that and. Uh, Hey, keep, you know, if there's anybody you want in the industry that, you know, uh, that, that I haven't had yet on the Thursday podcast, just uh, DM me or tweet at me and uh, let me know and we'll, we'll see if we can do. And I will actually be on the Triple Play Fantasy podcast on Tuesday night, I'm guessing there. I think you did that. That's uh, fun. You did You're going to like that. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to those guys. I've been talking to uh, talking to them a little bit and kind of getting ready for that. So I'm looking forward to that. So definitely uh, tune into that. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, apparently, they're going to do some trivia game that I'm going to uh, I'm going to lose um, lose mightily on, I'm sure, for no doubt there. You don't lose sports trivia games. That's a lie. I, that used to be true. And I at some point, I've gotten old. And like I was telling them, like, if you want to give me, like, I can tell you, though, who won the World Series from 85 to 2010, like, without thinking about it. But, like, everything from 2010 kind of a little fuzzy. I think, I, like, work-wise and having a kid and getting married, I think I, I, like, lost all the trivia. I think I'm just getting old and forgetful. Like, it's, uh, I can, I can remember everything in the 80s and 90s, and past that, it gets a little fuzzy. Oh, okay. Well, you just have to do a little practicing before then. Yeah, no doubt. I'll, maybe I'll pull up the, the old Stump the Schwab videos and, and run, run some drills. Nice. Cool. Well, thanks again, everyone, for listening. We will be back at you uh, next Sunday night. Hope everybody enjoyed. And other than that, hope everybody has a good one and take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.